Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Lake. I'm the author of Association Island, a book about a wonderful historic island on the eastern shore of Lake Ontario. I put together this book several years ago, and I conducted research with General Electric and then at various places around Henderson Harbor in New York, which is where Association Island is located. And then I interviewed several people, and uh, today we're going to have a discussion about what some of those people told me. Um, and then I'm going to read a little bit from the book as well. I won't be reading the entire book, but it's just enough to whet your appetite and to uh, start the discussion with the people who uh, helped me put the book Association Island together. Let me start off then by reading from the back cover. The location is Henderson, Henderson Harbor, New York. Now most people believe that General Electric, uh, their retreat at Association Island, was organized by GE itself, but it wasn't. Now, in reality, it was originally formed by several businessmen from the incandescent lamp industry. These men formed an association of lamp companies designed to compete with GE. A 1903 fishing trip to Henderson Harbor inspired them to purchase the island for their summer sojourns. However, ownership of the association and the island were eventually absorbed by General Electric, turning it into a full-scale resort for their executives and managers, and, of course, the ever-expanding corporation. Hotels, restaurants, garages, boats, fishing guides, managers, and all the maintenance workers from nearby Henderson Harbor were all tied to Association Island for the next 50 years. Then, when GE gave it all away, Association Island fell into a long and steady period of decline until it was turned into a camping resort for the 21st century. Association Island really illustrates the financial and social impact of a significant corporation on a small fishing community in northern New York. By the way, the camping resort today is a beautiful uh, resort, um, and uh, people take their RVs over there. They also can camp in small tents, and there are some cabins uh, on the island that people can stay in as well. It's really a wonderful campground, and uh, it's renowned all over the country. And I should warn you, if you do think you'd like to go there to the campground, you should get a reservation well in advance. So let's take a look inside the book, and then as I said earlier, after um, I do some readings from the book, um, we'll be having a discussion with some of the people uh, that I interviewed to get information about the history of Association Island. Really kind of fascinating. So here's the introduction. Association Island may have the finest view on the eastern shore of Lake Ontario. With the lake and Canada to its north and west and calmer waters of Henderson Bay and the harbor to the east and south, it's an ideal setting for watching activity on the water. French soldiers took advantage of this location to build a log fort in the 1750s. At Camp de l'Observation, they could watch for English warships on the lake, and for Indians paddling through the bay and the harbor. At about 64 acres, it was small enough to see all around the lake. Originally named Warner's Island for the Henderson Harbor Warner family, proprietor of Warner's Inn, Association Island is part of a string of four islands actually connected by gravel bars and rocky shoals on Six Town Point. Prior to being purchased in 1906, by 10 businessmen from the National Electric Lamp Company, or NELC, a consortium of lamp manufacturers. 
The use of Warner's Island was limited to pasturing cattle, boys' camping groups, hunting, and picnics by fishermen. Incandescent lamp company owners of the NELC had been gathering at Henderson Harbor and other resorts several times a year to plan competition against their rival, General Electric. Seeking a permanent resort for their encampments, Franklin S. Terry of the Sunbeam Lamp Company of Chicago and Burton G. Tremaine of the Faustoria Lamp Company of Faustoria, Ohio, joined with eight other lamp company owners, and they purchased Warner's Island for $2,500. Terry and Tremaine and the NELC then purchased 30 other small lamp companies in the Midwestern and Northeastern United States. However, Terry and Tremaine had quietly convinced GE to purchase a 75% stake in the NELC while they maintained full control of the company, keeping this transaction, of course, a secret. Soon after they purchased the island, the company name was changed to the National Electric Lamp Association, or NELA, to provide a sense of equality among the members. The island was initially referred to as Electrical Island, but the name Association Island was eventually adopted. In 1910, Terry and Tremaine also convinced GE to fund their million-dollar plan to construct NELA Park, or NELA Park, as it was nicknamed, the first suburban corporate industrial park in America on the edge of Cleveland. Terry and Tremaine's secret would later lead to GE absorbing all of the NELA when the companies were sued for violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. They settled the suit with a consent decree in 1911, and GE assumed ownership of the NELA and Association Island. Terry and Tremaine made the announcement of GE's takeover at their 1911 summer conference on Association Island. It was a big surprise. Terry said the various division heads of the company expressed complete surprise and shock that they had been under the financial control of GE for many years. With other GE leaders such as President Gerard Swope, Chairman Owen D. Young, and GE Vice Presidents Terry and Tremaine, Association Island was further developed. Each summer, GE managers and other employees came to the island from Harrison, New Jersey, Schenectady, Syracuse, Rochester, and Buffalo, New York, Youngstown, Cleveland, and Toledo, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Washington, and New England, uh, areas around Boston. Already boasting a two-story, eight-slip boathouse, running water and electric lights by 1909, island facilities were expanded by GE with administration building, dining hall, chapel, town hall, meeting hall, and performance stage, also elaborate bathhouses, swimming docks, a golf course, a shooting range, and 160 architecturally unique sleeping cabins. Hundreds of employees were hired from northern New York State over the 50 years that GE owned and operated the island resort. GE maintained large docks for boats and passengers at Henderson Harbor, where it developed a business relationship with Harbor Inn proprietor and postmaster Goodwin Snow. Island visitors boarded ferry boats at the former Snow's Hotel dock. They kept their cars at Snow's garage and sent their mail from his post office. 
Henderson Harbor hotels, restaurants, marinas, and tradesmen and laborers all provided for the needs of GE and the island campers for some 50 years. Campers arrived on overnight New York Central Railroad trains at Pierpont Manor, Adams or Adams Center, New York, for the short bus ride to Henderson Harbor. Upon checking in at the Harbor Inn docks, they would be assigned a 15-minute ride to Association Island on boats like the Dauntless, Comanche, Starling, the Snowshoe, Just Brown, Wahin, Claverack, Islander, Spirit of the Island, and the Miss St. Lawrence. Each summer, visitors shared cabins and bathhouses and were given a schedule of meetings and social events for their group sessions. Food and drinks, entertainment, sports, and many social activities were provided by GE. In the 1920s, a Curtis Jenny mail plane piloted by Victor Ricard arrived each morning from Schenectady with mail and newspapers, landing in the middle of the island. Campers organized sophomoric games between departments with elaborate costumes and props. Grease pig chases and apple and donut eating competitions were organized for their children. Fishing trips were made to nearby Stony Island and Myron Bar Barney's fishing camp. And some visitors took advantage of the island's proximity to Canada and navigated their boats across the border to get illegal booze during Prohibition. GE employees also established the world-renowned Elfin Society beneath a large elm tree on the shoreline. GE purchased Carlton Island in the St. Lawrence River near Clayton, New York, in 1930 with plans to move the resort there. Despite having designed a golf course and demolishing or selling parts of the Grand Villa on the larger island, the Great Depression and then World War II changed their plans and caused GE to eventually liquidate its interest in Carlton Island. Company expansion, changing times, and corporate strategy, repetitive flooding, expensive maintenance obligations, and the satire of island activities described in author Kurt Vonnegut's 1952 novel Player Piano caused GE to pull out of Association Island at the end of summer camp in 1956. The island was then donated to the New York State YMCA in September of 1959 for $1. The Y used it for a summer camp through 1966 and forever changed the island's character by constructing a causeway from nearby Hovey's Island, which was also part of the GE tract. Financial hardship forced the YMCA to put the island up for sale. A massive cottage and marina development was proposed for both Association and Hovey's Island, as well as a large plot of land on neighboring Snowshoe Point, but it failed to win approval. By the 1970s, Association Island was being used as a nonprofit arts and recreation center and as a training facility for the U.S. Olympic uh, sailing team. Fully abandoned in 1977, the island remained vacant until 2002 when it was developed into the Association Island RV Resort and Marina. Still on the island from the GE era are the first bathhouse, which has since been torn down. That was built about 1910. The Black Cat Cafe, the dining hall, hospital, town hall, and the employees' dormitory, which is the main office and the store presently. The Boat Lagoon is still there, but the boathouse is long gone. Most of the cabins are gone, auctioned off in the 1970s. A few of the original cabins remain scattered around Henderson Harbor. Elfin Square still juts out into the lake. 
but the elfin elm tree died from disease and was removed in the early 1970s. A boulder monument dedicated in 1946 with a World War II memorial plaque is still on the island, but the plaque is long gone. After many years of darkness, electric lights glow again on Association Island. Today, like they did in the 1750s, Association Island campers still have the best view on the eastern shore of Lake Ontario. And now we'll continue uh, the story of Association Island with a discussion about some of the people who helped me with the research in putting the book Association Island together. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. <laughs> 